When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is the Tripe Supper, our Borough podcast, and we're looking back to that frustrating draw with Rotherham on Tuesday night. Phil, me and you were there, first things first, but what did you make of it? Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone would pretend it was a great game of football, was it? The first half was disappointing because of Borough's... I don't know, I've I, I said this before, I, I do feel as though teams turn up to the Riverside expecting a really, really tough evening or afternoon. Um, they, they rate Borough highly they're, they're, they're wary of the players that Borough have and yet it seems to me and this goes back into Aitor Karanko's time at the club as well it feels as though Borough give them a chance to find the feet in a match and suddenly after 20, 20, 25, 30 minutes the opposition believe actually we might be able to get something here and they start lifting their game and then Borough suddenly in a battle and you kind of, I know it's 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 easy to say Borough should just come out all guns blazing, but I don't. I mean, you've you've mentioned it before, Dom, about a seeming lack of intensity. I also feel that while I have no problem Borough playing wing backs, do they necessarily need three centre backs against a team that's going to play a one up front? So I think there was issues around Borough's maybe mindset going into games because they clearly got the players to beat most teams in this division. I've said that before, and I'll maintain that. The game itself, as I say, first half was very poor. It was a spectacle, very disappointing. Um, Braithwaite should have scored, of course. Um, I think Britt didn't have the easiest of nights again. Uh, and the lack of support at times was poor. But when he, And then he, he looks like a player who's suddenly lacking a little bit of confidence when he does get a chance. Second half, Borough with a better team. They started pressing. Um, and yet, there was a curious lack of end product about them. A curious, I don't know, the, the feeling that they can't, you know... They should be able to put a team like Rotherham to bed, and I know Rotherham were well organised and they came looking to do a number on Borough. And uh, but their record is pretty woeful away from home. Let's not let's not beat about the well, two and a half years since the last one yeah. away at this level. The other thing I would say is you know they're, they're, you know Borough are top of the table. You know whether or not they stay there before the weekend remains to be seen. But what I would say is that. Any team that wins promotion has nights like that, you know, yeah. Tuesday night. Uh, you know, we Borough had them when they won promotion the last time. You know, teams, and the time before that. You know, and the time before the, that. That's you know, true. But equally, lots of teams at you, the can't, top. you can't paper over the fact that it's now three games without a goal. No. And, and Borough, you know, you, you only have to look at the goals for column to realise well, that Borough do have a problem I don't going think, forward. I don't think Pulis, is, yeah. Pulis is open about well, that. I don't, I don't absolutely think, clear. I don't think Borough have played particularly well since the first international no, break. No, no, I think I they're still in that little bit of a slump, whatever you want to call it, you know, the, the moments when they're very good, you know, there was a little bit of a cameo from Burr in the second half against Sheffield Wednesday when they suddenly looked very, very formidable. But same it, at Ipswich. Same at Ipswich for a 20-minute spell when they absolutely wiped the floor with Ipswich and then sort of Burr switched off and Ipswich were allowed to get back into the game, but by then it was too late. Yeah, half-time against Rotherham, it, it, it was very, very similar to Hillsborough on Friday night in this very flat, grim first half, really, wasn't it? And you thought, but after going to have to go through the gears here, like they did at Sheffield Wednesday, but they didn't. 
and and I think that you know that Rudy Gestead came off the bench, Jordan Hugel came off the bench. The last 10, 15 minutes, it was hopeful balls forward, wasn't it? And, and hoping it bounces for you well, in the box. Well, but Rotherham, Rotherham gobbled those up. Well, there is to, that. To lack a, 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 I mean, it's easy to say the plan B, but I'd say a few people pointed out last night, and, and I, I certainly agree with it, that should you have someone like Marcus Tavernier on the bench, something well, a bit different? We well, saw on the first day of the season at Millwall that. His kind of direct running and urgency can change again. Well, we've seen, you know, I know you're going to go to Vic in a second, but we've seen, haven't we? In, you know, Forrest was the same. When, when Burrow need to get something out of the game with 15, 20 minutes to go, it's 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 a very much a, a, a plan of Pulis is to put the big lad on, put instead up front and go long, and 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 test the opposition. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Who are we to argue? What's the best for, formula? I completely get the argument that it, there's no need. To have as many defensive players on the bench as Bury did on Tuesday night against a team like Rotherham, when 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 you've got are there certainly room on a seven-man bench to have a Tavernier, for example, he put him on with 15, 20 minutes to go with his exuberance, his pace, and his energy and his self-belief. He would frighten a fullback who's tired, who's out on his legs a little bit after a 60, 70, 80 minute run around from a Stuart Downing or whoever. He would be an obvious impact sub, but Tony Pulis would probably argue, I've spent 60, 70 minutes trying to get wide, trying to get round the back of teams and getting the ball over. I want to go a different way. So, that, yeah, that... It, it was interesting, wasn't it, that Warren <clears throat> said after the game that um, he was more, he knew Borough were going to look to get it wide and look to get the crosses yeah. in. He was more than happy to let them do that, mm. but it basically put it on the centre-halves, be men was the term he used, and, and deal with it. Mm. And, and they did, didn't they? Pulis pointed out the, the 49 crosses, I think he was, that uh, said that came in, but how many of them created clear-cut opportunities? No, there wasn't many. And um, uh, the other thing, going back to um, you know talking about Burroughs, you know, crosses, set pieces, and things like that. I think Vic's mentioned it before. The for, for the height that Burra have in set pieces, and you know, Pulis gets them forward at virtually every opportunity. There was times when there was only Clayton back on the halfway line when Burra were, 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 were pressing in the final third from a set piece or a corner or a long throw, or whatever. You. How many of those balls actually find the head of a Borough player, given the fact that they've got normally a big height advantage? It's been and, a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I think it's the nature of the beast. Uh, if you're up at the top of the table and you're playing a, a team that's a, seen as a lesser team, they're going to set out to stop you playing. They're going to stop you doing what you do best. And that's whatever level you play at. I mean, if Borough were drawn away at Man City or Arsenal in the Cup, they would do exactly the same when they went away. And yes, you have to find a way around it. And from the beginning of the season, from the, from the moment, that, well, even before the window closed, uh, Tony Pulis was saying, we haven't got this type of player. So it's not a secret. Uh, it's, not that, it's not as if he's persisting with, with, with a problem and hasn't seen it. I mean, it, quite clearly, they are aware. But... The fundamental thing in football that there is another team on the pitch that's trying to stop you doing what you do and every promotion campaign is littered with nights like this uh, last year I mean Wolves you know by common consensus steamroll of the division well I mean they they struggled to a nil-nil draw at home to Sunderland who were actually woeful at the time and I think they had 17 one-nil wins so that, that, that's that is this division you have to find a way of getting those 1-0 wins. Uh, we know what, how Tony Pulis is going to play. It, it's almost a futile argument to, to get him to uh, suddenly implement some kind of artistic, creative 
free-flowing cavalier football because that's not what he's about. He's about functional football. And in a campaign like this, we're going to have a dozen games like that. I mean, you could argue, right, we've had, probably had six of them already and, and sometimes that feels like hard work. But cast your mind back to the, the Karanka promotion campaign. You know, for three or four months at a time, sometimes it, it was soul-sapping how functional and uh, predictable that the games were, but he got over the line. For, for all that, though, and, and I completely agree with the, you know, the functional Tony Pulis argument, he's frustrated. Oh, yeah, of course. Because Borough aren't scoring as many goals as what he thinks they should. So, and this question's been asked of him over and over and over. It was put to Stuart Downing last night, and he used the word repetition. Um, how do you solve this problem that Pulis is talking about every single week? Uh, win, lose, or draw, because he talked about it at Hillsborough on Friday night when they'd won, yeah. and obviously on Tuesday night when they'd drawn. How, how do you start scoring more goals? Well, he, he would say that it's putting the chances away, because he, he mentioned the 49 crosses this time. I think there was a game... Uh, a Swansea game where I think he said it was 34 balls across the bo- face of the goal and into the box and he, he puts the onus on the strikers to get a touch on one of them and So how, how, how do they start because it's well, not well, as though well, well clearly he's not going to change the approach well, well, no, the irony, no, no, the irony I'm, is, I'm not saying that but yeah. I'm saying uh, he's got strikers yeah. there well, I've always who've believed, scored at this yeah. level Britta Sambalonga's got an unrivaled record at this level Gestead scored yeah. at this level Hugo's well, never been prolific years. but he's sure he can score at this level we've how do you get them scoring well, well you know, if you're going to play a way that Pulis plays and he'll go back to the, the people like if you, you, know, you read your books about tactics you know, Charles Reap and all that kind of thing about percentage of balls in box versus conversion rates um, go along and you're going to score so many goals versus the number of balls you get forward and all that kind of thing he's a, he's a, he, he attends, he, you know, he's a believer in that school of thought and there's a logic to it if you put the ball in the box often enough one time out of so many you're going to get a head on it that's going to direct it towards goal or a foot on it so that's the kind of theory. And I don't disagree with that necessarily. Graham Taylor, for example, was hugely successful with that kind of football. Um, Tony Pulis has been successful throughout his career, um, mm. although it's a lot more unfashionable now. Um, Borough's best chance against Rotherham came with a lovely slick move through the middle of the yeah. pitch. Bessage's ball forward. Housen's lovely first-time ball released Braithwaite. He should have scored. And another or, where Bessage played in Braithwaite. Yeah, he squared yeah. for us on the long <clears> Yeah, so Borough can, can go through the middle as well and they've looked very good doing so occasionally. If you're going to put balls in the box, it, strike, it strikes me, particularly from open play, so you haven't necessarily got a flint or an Ayala forward, it strikes me as blindingly obvious that you've got to get bodies in there. And, you know, I've had this argument about uh, Ito Karanka, Victor just mentioned there. How many times did Ito Karanka come out and say, well, we had enough shots? And when you look at the shot count, actually, there was probably two or three on target in an entire 90 minute match at mm. home. You ain't going to score that many goals if that's all you can achieve. To me, if you're getting 30, 40, 50 balls, in towards the box, the problems who's in the box waiting for it, and and I well, just it's think, usually nine opposition defenders. Well, that's, that's the first thing. I think I've the, looked. Well, that's the first thing. The opposition know you're going to do that, yeah. so they're prepared for it. And most championship clubs have big, solid, hard-working central defenders and keepers who are how to know how to deal with that. Secondly, you're going to have to weigh the numbers more favourably. You're going to have to have British Sombolong is not fat six foot. So, and he's not an aerial header ball striker. You, so you think, well, if you're going to go that way, you need a Hugel in there with a Sombolonga, and you probably need a third player in there as well, in and around Bessie the edge of the, or in and around the edge, edge of the six yard box penalty area, that kind of space. It's just pure logic, isn't it? And if the, if the striker hits the first defender, if the cross hits the first defender, well, that's that's the winger's fault or the fullback's fault who's, who's whipped it in. 
for far too often players like Asombalonga are just left too exposed. It's and every, he gets the blame every time, and Hugel got the blame against Nottingham Forest. They had a thankless task on those occasions. You know, Hugel, everyone says, oh, he went down easy. The lad was running, he's probably out on his legs. Yeah. He hasn't had a pre-season. I mean, he's playing up front on his own against very, very experienced defenders like Dawson and people like that. And he's just struggling. And, and so, if you play that kind of football, you have to give yourself a better chance of winning the odds. I mean, part of the reason for the, the, the stats being so high is that the, the Tony Pulis philosophy is get the ball in the box mm. quickly. <clears throat> I mean, l- last time we were in this situation, the Ito Karanka philosophy was keep the ball. So the fr- frustrating thing last time was that Borough would keep possession 30 yards out and, and pass 20, mm. 30 times side to and side, waiting for an opening. Mm. Uh, the, arguably, the, the Pulis side I mean, the approach is more direct. Get it wide and get it in the box quickly. But you, you run the risk then of you putting the ball into the box where the opposition are, are set out and prepared. And, and the, the defender will always have an advantage in that because they're, they're sat back. Waiting they can the see the whole of the, yeah. the vista of play. They can see the, the trajectory of the ball and they can attack it front on. Mm. Whereas the, the attackers coming the other way are looking over their shoulder, so there's a little fractional difference. So the odds are, uh, are swung in the favour of the defence. He knows that, but he's making the action happen in the box. Now, it's not pretty. I mean, you mentioned the stats and Charles Reap and the position of maximum opportunity, but that is that is the way he plays. Mm. Uh, we know that the skill set of the strikers isn't ideal for the way he plays. So presumably, his thinking is... We'll get the system drilled in. We'll get people used to playing this way. And in January, we can sort it by changing that skill set. You mentioned there the skill set of straight. I was going to touch on that. He signed Hugel. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, and I think Hugel is probably the most Pulis-like uh, striker they've got on the books. I mean, he plays with his back to the goal. He's willing to take a battering. He holds it up. Uh, he obviously needs someone to work off him. I don't think uh, Braithwaite's getting close enough. I don't think Britta Sombolonga has the instinct to work in that way. And that's one of your problems is that you, you haven't got two or three people that fully complement each other up front. But you, you've got to work with what you've got. Uh, in an ideal world, you might have a, a, a bigger, more mobile target man, which is Rudy Gastet with maybe with more pace to attack and get behind defenders and, and stretch them and pull them out. But with the best will in the world, I don't think he's mobile enough to play that in, in, in the ideal way. Do, do you think he'll look to bring in a striker in January or will he look to bring in players who can play off the strikers that he's got? I think there's an argument you've already got. That bunch of midfielders that can do that if they're pushed further up. Uh, we know that they want width. And then you say, well, with the width, you put more crosses in. Well, we know that that's almost not the problem. A more accurate crosses, maybe. But the real problem is uh, not getting the movement in the box because the defence is sitting back. So then you end up having to say, well, how do we get behind them? Or do you sit back a bit more and try and drag the defence out to create space? Well, I mean, I think in January, he's clearly made so many obvious hints that he wants width. His target, I mean, January's a terrible time to sign players anyway. Um, you, you know, you, you tend to get players who are unsettled at clubs for the wrong reasons, or they're at clubs that don't want to sell the good players. So I think it's going to be very hard to get a quality of wide player that he's looking for that's going to improve the team. 
Um, I mean, Pulis will say, and he's right to say, you know, Borough did create a, a gilt-edged chance against Forest that if that goes in, Give it's one one. Chance. Yeah, you know, and they, they, they hit the bar they, as well. They create, they create a gilt-edged chance last night on Tuesday night. It's, but then I think if you're only creating one good chance in a match, you're kind of hostage to fortune, aren't you? Um, the thing is, if you play this functional it, it feels like and you win one nil. Everyone goes away saying, "Well, that, yeah. that was rubbish," but they're happy because they've won one nil. I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with Friday night's win at Sheffield Wednesday. That was a tough match against a form team uh, on their patch. And yes, the first half was poor. We, everyone would admit it was poor. wasn't good enough. But Borough won away at Sheffield Wednesday. Not many teams will do that this season. Um, I would imagine, and certainly not you know Leeds struggle, for example, to get a result there. Um, so, so they're the kind of results that you build promotion campaigns on. I think, I think we have seen a pattern since, as I said, the first international break, that Borough are starting to play a little bit more like they did at times last season and resemble the team from last season and become, become a team that doesn't quite know exactly what it's about. And I think it, it does feel to an extent, going back to what we were talking about in terms of bodies in the box and things like that, that it almost is a style of football where you think play Hugel and Gisted up front together. To, to have maximum um, annoyance impact on the opposition, and that, you know, big big lads who will will give centre backs a torrid evening or afternoon. At the moment, you kind of think, well, if you're a centre back and Burr have got most of their players outside the final third, it's going to be easy to look after Brit because he's not that sort of striker. So that Tony Pulis will be looking it long and hard about. Um, you know, as Vic says, there are players midfielders who should be who can. Support, you know, you, that's why you have a Savile. He's a sort of goal-scoring midfielder, isn't he? Were, were you surprised with that in mind that um, he didn't bring him on on Tuesday night because he he's the type of player who you would think can pick the lock from midfield and find that kind of pass that maybe yeah. others can't. Uh, a little bit. I mean, as I say, it goes back to this: what does Tony Pulis do with 25 minutes to go if the result isn't what he wants? He's he's shown, hasn't he, that he'll 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 put on a just dead. He'll. Um, He'll, he'll reshape the team to almost go to you know three up front all the time and just hit balls to them and, and try and win knockdowns. So I'm not surprised in that respect because he, he tends not to go that way. I don't think he looks to unlock a defence in the final 20 minutes by playing through them. I think he, you know which is what which is why you would send the Savile on, isn't it? I think Martin Braithwaite is is in everything we've discussed there is very much the key man, isn't he? Because he's the one who makes things happen between midfield and attack and when he's probably the only one Borough have got it, it, obviously we've seen that Stewie can play there um, but Braithwaite's the one who, who has been the link-up man and yet he, he hasn't looked the player that we know he can be no. since that first international Well break. the first six games he, he was the main man, he was mm. the creative force, he was the one that was making little intelligent touches and moves and finding pockets of space and knitting it all together uh, since he was sat in the departure lounge for a a couple of games he uh, he hasn't been the player that he was but arguably the rest of the team haven't either and they have lost some of the impetus and the high intensity of that you know the post-Austrian uh, fitness burst where they were they were dominating games through sheer physicality and athleticism and for me that's that's been the real problem is not so much the shape or the individuals, I think it's the intensity in games. Yep. Now, that might be partly because other teams are, are deliberately slowing it and stopping 
borough doing that. But that's that to me is where the problem is. If they could bring that intensity and, and uh, tempo to games, I think they should still be bossing them. Because to me, Braithwaite, Phil, he, he doesn't look like a player who's not committed to the cause. No. On Tuesday night, <clears throat> he, you know, he, he was busy. There was, there was a moment um, quite early on that caught my eye where a Rotherham defender had it and he, he kind of scurried over from nowhere and, and robbed it off his foot mm. when he, it was a lost cause that he didn't really have to chase. But he, he just ran himself into so many dark alleys, I thought. And, yeah. and almost, almost as though, I mean, not trying too hard, but was trying to force it when, when it wasn't happening. And, and there was a couple of times where he went down and got fouled and you could mm. tell that his frustration was... Was bubbling over a little bit. Does he need a, does he need a, a, you know, a match-winning performance somewhere almost to spark him back into life? Do you think? Do you persist with him? Do you, do you I, keep I, him in there? I certainly, I certainly think you keep him in there because I think, as you say, he's probably that one player, um, certainly at the start of the season, who was the was the standout player alongside maybe the Downing as well. Who were both stepped up to the plate after Adama left and gave Borough that little bit of creativity and they, and they do frighten the opposition. You know, he's a hard player. He must be a hard player to mark. Braithwaite because he, he he should be a cut above it that you yeah know, a I mean uh, I think I think you respect. know the question marks as to why he's still playing at second tier football at his age um, when he's clearly got so much talent and and you know I worry I worry that you know there's this little there will be a lingering thing between him not going you know everyone's human if you if you think you're going to leave a particular employee in August and you're virtually think it's nailed on and then you've got to come back and try to pick up the form that you had before it's not always that easy obviously there's the relationship with Tony Pulis they've had they've, they've had chats before there's no I think it sounds like it's quite a mature relationship where they can basically be honest with each other and frank with each other and Pulis has been pretty honest to us hasn't he about the relationship with Braithwaite and he's sat him down and spoken about Well he things. said didn't he it's not as though he's counting down the months till January no. Pulis said he'll be here until the end of the season But it's interesting he's mentioned January because you know, if Borough get a decent offer for him in January, will he go then? You know, I don't think they can afford to lose him at the moment. I think, you know, I think Borough would be a weaker side moving forward uh, without Martin Braithwaite. Just going back to the point before about you know Borough's intensity and things, like, I think it took so much early in the season from that win over Sheffield United. I think that was a huge confidence boost right at the right time. They'd been awful at Millwall for an hour, hadn't they? Uh, got that late equaliser, got that result, and I think that wave of optimism. Added to the wins over Bristol City and things like that, led led, in, led into the Leeds game where they, they they looked a real Titanic outfit, you know, a really big, strong. Um, you know, I remember watching. I wasn't at the Leeds game, but I remember watching some of it on a big screen in a pub. Funny enough, and Leeds, uh, sorry, um, Middlesbrough in the bright red kit just looked so imposing, so so physically imposing, and they exuded belief. And I think they've lost a bit, little bit of that since. And they're starting to look a little, as I said before, a little bit like last season's team. That's um, again, you know, we're not quite sure what you know how how the how, what the best way is for them to play and to approach games. But I do think that is a good point about the lack of intensity, and in, certainly in the first twenty minutes. Because I think you sometimes need to take the crowd with you as well, yeah. and you know that last night it was a it was, it was a relative, flat. it was a it was a windy sort of quite cold. Um, it was like it was one of those games where at the start of the season you think rather than midweek that's going to be a bit meh, and then, and and so you think let's let's have a good start, let's get into the game, let's let's you know rattle in some shots, test their keeper, put them on the back foot, and I think as I say I think Borough gave Rotherham a chance to find defeat in the game. It's funny isn't it because you know um, Pulis talked about the the um, lack of a cutting edge last night, the need to take chances, and he was asked if if that continues, can you win promotion straight? And he 
he kind of considered his answer, didn't he? And then said, we're 14 games in and we're top of the league, so we'll take that. And, and it's true that it's a lovely place to be, to be kind of picking yeah. out the, 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 the points of concern while you're top. But equally, you look at that table, and I think um, QPR now within six points of Borough in 11th, you do look at it, and, and there is a niggling sense of frustration in that you, you can almost get um, blinded by the table now and think, well, we're still top, everything's still tickety-boo, but Borough could have a bit of breathing space now, and you just hope that in time to come they're not made to regret. Maybe some daft points slipped up, but it might be that they kick on, and they, and they, yeah. and they truly kick on from a, a position of strength. But they, they, could, they, could, they could have a bit of a buffer behind them, couldn't they? Uh, yeah, but there'd be three or four other teams that would probably say the same. I mean, Leeds would be going through the same kind of dilemma now, having won the league in August. Uh, there has been a wobble, but I think you have to remember that they didn't lose. Uh, it wasn't a great performance, but they are still ahead of the rest of the pack. And this is still a division in flux. You know, there's a lot of players I, I think haven't quite bedded in yet. You know, the ones that arrived on dead, the loan deadline day didn't do Austria. I think they might be slightly out of sync. I mean, he's mentioned before that Bezic is only just now getting up to speed. Uh, Savile won't be up to full speed because he's not getting all the the pitch time uh, McNair McQueen I, I do think that's something that can evolve over the course of the season as he gets players more inv- involved I'd, I'm not overly worried I, I think most most promotion campaigns are like this all the, one I, all the ones I can remember have been sticky and jerky at times even if you think back 20 years ago to the the Paul Merson season at this stage of the season we were having the exact same discussions they weren't quite right we were playing catch up, the balance they? wasn't right they were still weak at the back and not we weren't getting the best out of Merson I think sometimes you're guilty of thinking that there's a perfect solution or a, a perfect framework or this is what we should be doing actually football's not like that you know it, it is jerky it is week to week Things do change all the time. And as long as you're on track uh, and you, you keep on banking the points as you're trying to solve the problems, then that's all you can really ask for. I think it's what it, it, it's. I, I didn't predict this at the start, so I'm not being wise after the event. Um, it, it's starting to look like the most open championship for a long, long time. And it, 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 certainly since probably going back to that season where. Hulk were promoted when um, Borough, I think it was the season Borough finished seventh. And Birmingham are ninth now. You know, yeah. I mean, it could conceivably anybody in that top half just about could end up sneaking in the playoffs and getting up that way. There, are, there aren't two teams at the moment threatening to to run away with it, like Wolves and Cardiff, for example, did eventually last season. Off, you know, so somebody might emerge from the pack, and that might that might well be Middlesbrough. They certainly look as capable of it as anybody, but. Um, it, it is. It is probably going to be like this now. Maybe it's up till Christmas, unless one team really grasps the nettle. And, and, and that was flies. the point I was trying to make. I think Borough have the potential yeah. to be that yeah. team. Yeah. And I think that's the frustration we saw in the first chunk of the season that they are powerful enough. You know, the, the, I, they've got a squad that I, any manager would love to have. I, I, I mean, sometimes you fall on the George, solution by accident. Yeah. yeah. George Friend yeah, said yeah. as well, much. Borough's end and, and Stewie Downing back in the day. Yeah. That, that kind of. I, th- I think the thing is. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think I said this the last time when we talked. I'm not quite sure which borough, which borough we're going to see. Well, you know, eventually this season, is it going to be the first six matches borough? Or is it going to be the second six matches borough? And I'm still not convinced because I see a little bit of both in them. Um, but at the moment, the pattern is that they're more like the team 
that 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 played the six, second set of fixtures after the first international break than they are like the first team. So that that's a challenge for Tony Pulis to get that belief back in the players and to start you know playing with a little bit of a swag. I enjoyed watching Burr in the first six games. You know whatever you think of. You know the myth about Pulis ball or anything else. I thought Borough were good to watch. I thought you know you fancied Borough to win every match they turned up for. There was some exciting football. The players looked really up for it, and I'd like to see them recapture that sort of belief again. Just bounce through a couple of subjects quickly before we wrap up. Um, Darren Randolph, a couple of massive saves on Tuesday night. Is there a keeper in the championship who you'd rather have? He's, he's got to be up there as the best. I don't certainly don't have any qualms about Randolph as a keeper. I, I, you know, I, there's nobody out there who jumps out and says. You know, we should have him. He's going to make a big difference. He's, he's made some massive saves. Going back last season yeah. as well, especially yeah, in the first half of the season. Uh, especially when sometimes you know he, he's not particularly busy for long spells. Last night, and uh, then you know it's about keeping your concentration and being alert and uh, keeping your head in the game and doing it when you have to. And I don't think anyone can question that. Uh, and Ryan Shotton's injury, we're not clear yet as to how serious it is the extent of it but that's a worry isn't well, it well Vic's losing sleep over it as we know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got a load of I heart shots t-shirts for Christmas Pulis <laughs> um, sounded concerned didn't he yeah. he said that yeah. we missed him it's always a worry when you've got a knee injury as well because the, sometimes they can reveal more than you first think once the swelling settles down and they have a look at that um, I, I think you know. I think you know, he, he got pilloried, didn't he, after the Forest match? Which I thought was grossly unfair. And one, he did have an iffy game against Forest, but I think he's been one of Burry's most consistent performers this season. He, he's looked good when he's gone forward. He's got that incredible throw. He's physically imposing. He speaks nicely in front of a microphone. And um, what more do you want from a player? Um, he would be a loss because he he, he seems comfortable in that role. And um, I, I think Burry's record, touch wood, and I'm touching wood here, by the way. Um, has been fantastic keeping the players on the pitch. You know, you know, you look at some leads, for example, have got three or four senior players out, haven't they? They just have had. So, I mean, you know, you wouldn't like to think Borough would lose three or four players through the spine of the team. That, that could have a seriously detrimental effect, even though it's a big squad. So, I think, you know, hats off to the medical department and uh, just fingers crossed that Shots is OK. Yeah, Pulis has praised the medical team, haven't they, on a couple of occasions mm. this season when he's had the chance. Well, cheers, fellas. Thank you. Derby on Saturday. Uh, hopefully, we'll get back to winning ways there. A home win? Well, I think Derby will probably suit Borough. Uh, they'll come out, they'll play, there'll be more space and maybe we'll see that the other borough that Phil was talking about. It's been officially renamed Frank Lampard's bar, 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 <laughs> I can't even it. No. <laughs> well, that, that's usually there. the time that we've yeah. got <laughs> yeah. Cheers, fellas, thank you. <laughs>